Hey everyone, welcome back to Fat Chat. I came across a wonderfully written article not too long ago called For the Sake of the Children. It was written by um, a Dr. Mel Schwartz. He's a psychotherapist and marriage counselor. Uh, it really struck a nerve with me. It speaks um, about, yes, of course, working at a marriage. I mean, that's what we commit to on our wedding day. You know, when all working fails, however, and if when the time comes, you know, the whole notion of staying together for the sake of the kids is really just plain BS, which is my word, not his. It's always for the sake of the adults, you know, their own fears, dependencies, insecurities, inadequacies, you know, and concern for the public persona and what the neighbors will say. It's, it's almost never for the sake of the kids. And I say this as coming from a divorced home myself many, many, many years ago. In, in my line of work, um, I see way too many overweight and obese kids. And I don't have to list for you all the physical, emotional, psychological, and social issues they face because of their weight. And let me be very clear, obesity in a child is a product of adult behavior. More specifically, their parents, even parents in a good marriage. However, in a divorce, you know, it astounds me how some of these kids are used as, as pawns by two adults who we must assume at one time in their lives loved each other enough to marry and make a long-term commitment to each other, but are now with each other's throats. And frankly, you know, it sickens and it angers me how they do use their kids. So I, I just want to tell you, his article just brought to mind uh, three young clients with whom my offices have engaged just over the last year alone, uh, 2015, okay? Uh, the first is a little boy. He's 10. Uh, he's probably 11 now. He lives with his mom. His parents were separated. They were on the road to divorce. The boy was very overweight. He had elevated cholesterol levels. And his pediatrician finally, and don't get me started on how long pediatricians wait to do this. That's a whole nother podcast. Uh, he finally told the mother that she really has to do something about her son's weight. So anyway, so so the pediatrician mentions us, the mother brings him in, and he begins the program. And um, the manager in our Brooklyn office worked with his mom, you know, to plan his meals and snacks. Uh, the mother was doing all the right things. She was doing the shopping. She was using portion control with her son's food. His school was also very, very cooperative, uh, allowing his mom to keep a few small water bottles in the nurse's office. And, you know, he knew enough. He had to stop by there a few times a day to drink them. And, you know, lo and behold, of course, he lost a couple of pounds the first week, and he was really, really happy. She brought him in after he spent a weekend with his father, and he had a weight gain. He lost a few more pounds over the next two weeks, and again, he came in with another weight gain after a weekend with his dad. Now, you know why this happened? The father thought his son was fine the way he was. He didn't agree with the pediatrician that his son needed to lose weight. And of course, the more upset the boy's mother became, the more the father enjoyed sabotaging his son's health, obviously. It was almost like some kind of perverse enjoyment that the dad got knowing um, how he was upsetting the boy's mother. The mom, again, she was running ragged. She was working. She's taking her son to and from school and other events. You know, she's like a single parent now. She's doing the food shopping, preparing his meals, his snacks. She was doing everything right. The father, well, he had absolutely no interest in supporting his ex-wife's efforts when he had his son alternate weekends. He would have no part in helping his son lose weight. Now, I called, um, I told the manager of the Brooklyn office to call the boy's pediatrician. Uh, we did that to try to get some assistance. He tried, but there was, it was to no good outcome. Uh, so that was that case. 
Another client, also a boy, uh, 11, extremely overweight. Okay, this was in a New Jersey office. Father is a very successful surgeon with multiple practices. And he practices what he preaches as relates to the importance of good health. He takes excellent care of himself. He's in great shape. I'd say he's probably in his 50s. Eats right, exercises regularly. His ex, his ex-wife, is a very pretty woman, but obese. She gained all of her weight after their marriage. Her obesity was, in very large measure, the reason for their separation and eventual divorce. The father reached out to me about his son and said he would not only bear the cost for his son to do the program, but that he would pay for the mother, for his ex-wife as well, who said she would use the opportunity you know, to lose weight as well as to support and encourage her son. The father committed to bring his son uh, to see me, you know, once a week when he had him. And the mother committed to do the same, but of course that didn't happen. Now the dad, again, this is the busy surgeon, did a hell of a lot of healthy cooking at home. He always had good snacks, uh, you know, for when, um, you know, he was spending the day, to, the, the day out with his son. He would bring his son in once a week uh, and the boy would lose weight and he'd be very proud of himself. He understood this kid. The results that he got was from the actions that he and his dad were taking. As a matter of fact, when his dad brought him, he couldn't wait to get on the scale. The mother, on the other hand, when she did keep appointments, oftentimes, instead of coming into the office with her son, would drop the kid off outside, watch him come in, and then go on an errand. I mean, the boy would come in without a diary every single visit. The mother wasn't doing any planning or preparation. I had no way to know what he had been eating except to have him, you know, try to remember, which was impossible. Um, and despite her denials, excuse me, the mother never did a damn thing we asked her to do, not for herself or for her son. As a matter of fact, the boy had a regular therapy appointment uh, of some kind in a town uh, further north uh, in Jersey where his mother had happened to have a favorite ice cream store. So what do you think? So he, he would tell me privately that every time she took him to that appointment, they would stop in afterwards for ice cream. Other times there were trips to fast food places. Now, I never broke her son's confidence by telling her what he told me in private. And she would always say she didn't understand why he wasn't losing weight. Now, the only reason this woman joined the program, this is my opinion, okay, was to take more money out of her ex's pocket. And the reasons she didn't do a damn thing to do the work required to help her son was because A, she's obese and doesn't want to help herself. Um, B, her husband left her because she's obese. So she'll make sure, you know, her son stays fat because she knows it's killing her ex to see his son that way. And lastly, of course, misery loves company. You know, her son is, is her fat friend at home. You know, I finally called the mother one day and, and I really let it rip over the phone. I figured I had nothing to lose now. And I told her that unless and until she starts caring about her son's health and weight as much as we do in the office, we, we can't help him. We can't service him. And I called the father and his efforts were also in futility. So we put things on hold. And... Here is the pied de la resistance, as they say in France. You want to know what this mother does for a living, folks? She is a freaking pediatric psychiatrist, okay? An obese, miserably unhappy pediatric psychiatrist who needs to get her own head examined. As far as I'm concerned, she shouldn't be allowed to practice. Okay, but then what, you know, what do I know? I don't have a degree in psychiatry. 
And the last uh, scenario I want to tell you about, more recent, I have a teenage uh, female client now who had just returned to the program maybe a month ago now, 30, 60 days ago. I met her for the first time almost eight years ago when she was 10. And at that time, she weighed 111 pounds. Her mother also had a few pounds to lose, also joined the program to set an example and to encourage her daughter. The mother told me at that time that the father was obese, that he had a very obese other daughter from an earlier marriage. As expected, he sabotaged my client at every turn. He brought all kinds of crap into the house, and as hard as the mom tried to do her part to help her daughter, she never got the support from her husband, you know, when she, the mom, was absent from the home. The girl's, you know, weight loss attempts were really an effort in futility. She became frustrated and she stopped coming. The mother, however, continued and lost all her weight. The girl returned to the program at 14, okay, that was just four years later, weighing 174 pounds. The mom, who, again, as I said, lost her weight with me four years earlier, and who changed her lifestyle, really looked fantastic. She looked great. She was maintaining a very slim body. She looked wonderful. And again, the father just refused to do the work necessary while his wife was out of the house or away from home for a few days at a time, you know, while traveling. The daughter became frustrated again and gave up. Now, fast forward to more recently, okay? The teenager returned to the program, 18 years old now, weighing 202. All right, so first she was 10, weighing 111 pounds, and dropped out. Then she was 14, weighed 174 pounds, and dropped out. She returns to the program at 18, weighing 202 pounds. Imagine. The mother told me the father is now well over 300 pounds himself and is suffering with back and feet issues, and he's, over, he's just in, in terrible poor health. She told me privately that she hasn't been happy in their marriage for a very long time, that there's no intimacy in their marriage any longer. She stays with him, quote, for the sake of the daughter. Yeah, like that's helped us far, right? And for the financial security. The daughter is very unhappy. She's 70 plus pounds overweight. And especially at a time when her college applications are in, she's waiting to hear back now from colleges and universities. And she's heading off to some college, uh, some school next year. However, now that she has a driver's license and can be more independent, she wants to be involved in her own well-being, including the food shopping and some preparation, and she's made a commitment not to indulge her father if and when he asks her to bring ice cream and cake or any other crap into the house. Now, you want to know what this father does for a living? You ready? He's a freaking cardiologist. A morbidly obese, practicing cardiologist who can't take care of himself, who enabled and food-pushed his daughter to A, piss off his wife, and B, so he also, like the other mom previously, so he can have a fat friend at home, someone to be miserable with. You know, again, as far as I'm concerned, this man has no business seeing patients. Believe me when I tell you that I, I really could go on and on and on and list one client case after another of overweight and obese kids, you know, who are caught in the middle of parents that are slinging arrows at each other, but which are always landing on their kids instead. Look, I get it. I, I really do. Uh, again, I came from a divorced home. Divorce is a very hard situation for all, especially for the kids involved. And there are many 
possible reasons why kids in divorced families do gain weight. They may be latchkey kids and have less supervision at home. Uh, an older boy, you know, might be under stress as he finds himself with the responsibility, you know, to be the man of the house. An older girl uh, might find herself with the added stress as the caretaker, you know, of her siblings and added housekeeping responsibilities. Uh, a, a parent, a newly single parent may feel too pressed for time to cook healthy meals and choose unhealthy foods because they're quicker uh, to purchase or to prepare. And of course, financial constraints and or a change in a parent's availability might force kids to cut back on after-school fitness and sports activities. There just may not be enough money around or enough time to bring them as they, as they used to. If you are a divorced parent and have an overweight or obese kid, I really don't give a shit how much visceral hate you might have for your ex, even if it's rightfully deserved. You had that kid together, and he or she is both your responsibilities. You owe it to your child to do everything within your power to make sure that he or she is physically healthy. Because overweight and obesity in children, aside from the long, long list of medical issues, leads to emotional distress, psychological issues, depression, poor self-esteem, lack of confidence, poor social you know, and scholastic skills, and on and on. If you're a divorced parent who is doing your part, okay, if you're doing your part to help your overweight or obese child, but your efforts are constantly being thwarted and sabotaged by your ex, I would encourage you to seek the assistance of a therapist who specializes in family issues. Get guidance from that professional on how to approach your ex in a civil manner, okay, on the necessity of putting your child's health and well-being above all else that might be between the two of you. And if that doesn't work, speak to your family law attorney and see what remedies there might be. If you're divorced, you didn't stay together for the sake of your children, so you got that one right. However, again, if you're divorced and if your kids are overweight or obese, you now have to work together for the sake of your children. If one or both of you don't, not only are you selfish and self-centered, but you should be ashamed of yourself as well. And that, my friends, is my fat chat for today. If you have any questions or comments about this week's podcast, email me at info at or send a message at Facebook or Twitter at Wait No More DC. If you'd like to keep up with all the uh, good stuff that we do and the info we provide, um, please visit us at WaitNoMoreDietCenter.com. And uh, once you're there, you can sign up for our free monthly electronic newsletter. Until next week, I'm Lori Boxer, Wait No More Diet Center. And remember, nothing tastes as good as being slim feels. Mm-hmm.